Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. I'm Peach Fuzz. Mike <laughs> Mike Clapoff. And this is 90 Under 90. 90 movies. Under 90 minutes. Okay, today on our show, clocking in at 77 minutes, we're talking about 2014's Creep, directed by Patrick Bryce. And uh, there's only, only one fucking other person in this movie. And that's, uh, it's a true two-hander. This is Patrick is... Bryce who plays Aaron? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh-huh. He's, uh, here's a little backstory. His, uh, I believe his wife worked for Mark Duplass, like house sitter like so, like maybe nanny mm-hmm. or something to do with their nanny they became friends mark and okay. patrick and patrick said hey i'm a filmmaker too and mark has always been an advocate and i say mark because we're friends i've <laughs> talked about his tweet to me uh in our jeff yeah. who lives at home episode yeah he's a big big advocate. Uh, encourager and advocate Huge. for and uh so he meets him up he says you got an idea great well i just developed a relationship with blumhouse we have a few grand Let's make something, and it's funny because Blumhouse is like, they can work hand in hand with uh, with Jordan Peele. They can kind of maybe oversee the production. But I get the impression with these creep movies that Blum, Jason Blum, just says, hey, "Go, go make your creep movie. I'll, I'll distribute it. It Fine. cost me five thousand dollars. Go ahead here." And it, it. and that's that, that's I, I true like, freedom. I like Blumhouse, and and it not I mean not everything they turn out is gold, of course. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of like they're uh, trying Blum, things. Blumhouse tilt. Mm-hmm. Is a great little subdivision that makes a lot of those more off kilter. So it's like the focus features of Blumhouse. I didn't know there was like a uh, sub. Uh, yeah, Blumhouse Tilt. Is, is Tilt like their... coming back? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I Madsen. thought you were referring to it first. I was like, wait, Tilt was one of those shows? <laughs> no. Listen that's, that's to the previous episode for Mike's Michael Madsen story. Uh, I was, I charmed the pants off him. No, sure. <laughs> that's what we'll put it as. But, uh,. Blumhouse, yeah, I like what they're doing. I think they're do- making different kinds of movies. They're they're trying things, mm-hmm. or throwing shit at the wall, seeing what sticks. And this movie, it's just kind of like this little, like yeah, sure, go make your little movie, and, and if it's good, we'll distribute it. You know, low mm-hmm. s- low stakes, and that's what I love about these movies. And it's a true two hander, mm-hmm. which is rare. How often do you get that? Like, yeah, I mean, the movie Jerry, the Gus Van Sant movie with uh, Matt Damon and Casey Affleck, uh, some adaptations of plays never saw it there's a lot of Gus Van Sant I gotta catch up on like Last Days you don't need uh. to catch up on Last Days <laughs> Mac, Mac and Mac Cheese you wanna talk about a, you wanna Mac talk about another a close to uh, <laughs> close to a two hander uh, it's like a one cheese. and a half hander cheese. Mac and Cheese it's him and his ego Mac and Gus Van Sant's ego that's what and it is Michael Pitt's ego People too yeah. love this. But uh, Creep is like, it's a pretty egoless movie to mm-hmm. make it go back here. It's just two guys who had a cool idea, and it was supposed to be a dark comedy, and then they showed it to their friends, and there's like maybe three different endings of this movie that are mm-hmm. don't quite go the way that they, this one goes. The friends encouraged them to steer it into a horror direction. and uh, But it's still... Is funny. funny. It's it, a it, funny movie. It plays out. Yeah, there, there's humor there, but it's all it's it's uncomfortable humor. It's, where you're it, like, it's uh, creepy. I, I, it's, I don't know if I if it's supposed to be funny. Yeah, it's, just uh, like the title implies. It's a very true title. It's because... the, the most apt title. <laughs> I uh, I the Duplass has kind of got on my radar. You know, around Columbia era. You know, 2010 and beyond, mm-hmm. or b- before that. 
with their Baghead, uh, Puffy Chair. I've heard of them, right? And I watch Cyrus, and I watch Baghead, etc. And then I, this movie eventually comes out, mm-hmm. and uh, and I and it comes at the perfect time. I'm I'm working nights, and I have a night off, so I'm staying up all night, mm-hmm. and I have a free night, and I'm and I'm laying in bed. It's all the lights are out, and I'm like, I'll put this on on a whim. I like found footage. This seems interesting. And it blew me away. I love movies that take you completely by surprise. Whether it's movies, video games, books, any kind of entertainment form mm-hmm. that I tend to, that I watch without many expectations that turns out great. Yeah, I love that. And this one really paid off for me. It's what I made a I made a film last year called Villain. It's a found footage movie, kind of mostly a two hander. And this movie Creep is probably the hugest uh, inspiration of it. Yeah, for it. Uh, and and it was, he also offered you some personal encouragement, he did. right? Uh, he said, uh, "Don't worry about lighting. Yeah, don't worry about things. Fan things on lighting. Worry about performances. And if you if you have to ask, did we get it? You didn't get it. Do another take. And uh, just reaching out like that was really nice. And uh, but the ingenuity of this movie, how simple it is, and really it's just about two guys, and one of them's kind of batting his mouse around, so to speak, mm-hmm. for the duration is just I find really fascinating. Mm-hmm. So." Uh, well, because and also I love the fact the found footage format works really well for this because of the point of view. We're also kind of the ones being played by this character too mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah, and I I gotta admit the first time I watched this, I didn't know what to think. Where's about it going? Yeah. Well, I just didn't. I was like, I kind of like this guy, but something is still off the whole time. You're just like. All credit to, I think, Mark Duplass's performance as Joseph. If it was somebody else, maybe I wouldn't like this movie as much. Yeah, he's just got those moments where he just grins a little and stares at the camera just a little too long. And it's, and the, it's just... Yeah, the only thing they, they beat it out, so to speak, was just the... I'm sorry, the only the Bible was just the beats of the movie. He's in his car driving to the Flatlands. You mm-hmm. improvise. It's like a Christopher Guest movie. Yeah. All improvised. So what Mark Duplass is bringing to this role... Mm-hmm. All of the dialogue off the top of the dome, pretty much, mm-hmm. is a certain level of sensitivity that gets mm-hmm. under your skin. This certain undercurrent of danger, but like with a that plays it off like a joke or something. Makes you good feel nature. bad that you would even consider. Like I feel like a bad person because why? Why uh, this must be me being too judgmental? Yep, and Aaron this isn't happening. is a really, I think, a really good surrogate for the most part of this movie for the audience. Us, we're watching mm-hmm. it like maybe he does have problems. Maybe he has physical problems at first. Maybe he has mental problems later. Maybe I empathize. Maybe I don't. Okay, and then in the end, he go he goes off and he makes some decisions that we might not make. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I'm with him in this. I don't question the main characters, what he's doing. I don't say, you fucking idiot. I don't scream at my, my screen. Well, a couple Except times. at the end. There's, there's, <laughs> no, there's a moment right at the yeah? beginning. Okay. We'll have to talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Where I'm just like, at that point, I'm out yeah. personally. I already have the money in my pocket. Okay. I'm leaving. To me, I, yeah, there's a point in the beginning where I'm like, the movie Sorry. No, I was just going to say there's a point where I'm like knowing what I know cuz there's there's not there's a there's a there's a detail in the beginning that he gives where I'm like if I heard that I wouldn't that'd be a red flag to me mm-hmm. because I know a little bit more than let's say the average person knows about the situation and we'll get into that as we uh the movie I think tests how good of a person you are or how sympathetic of a human being mm-hmm. you are out of an audience member 
depending on how you're how much you're willing to go with uh, Aaron yeah. and mm-hmm. how much you're willing to not and I think Duplass knows that so there's so much su- like this movie begs repeat viewings even when if you know if you just read what the movie was about and never saw it before because you go back and there are lines there are moments where the, the subtext oozes from Mark Duplass where you think he's clearly fucking with this guy here mm-hmm. and other parts where he's he's I think he's actually bearing his soul a little bit to mm-hmm. this guy. So he he walks this fine line between a broken man that you kind of want to hold and a, and a man who you want to run away from. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly balanced throughout this movie. Uh they made a second one. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one here who saw it. I really dug it. Yeah, go out. If you like this movie, go watch that. I believe it is also under 90, so yeah, it is. we will uh, do it next year. Next year. At some point. And they got a third one in development. And if you ask me, they can make seven of these. I think there's plenty of gas in this tank, as long as Duplass is game. Uh, I don't care about the law in this world. I don't care about how he keeps getting away with it. Spoiler. I just want to see more and more of these. Different er- executions. Because each, each movie is different yeah. based on the videographer, the personality. Because it's a true two-hander. They changed the whole beat and the context and the structure of the movie just based on who they are as a character. Just on who's well, holding I, the I had actually an idea for a sequel to this movie mm-hmm. where it's it's actually turns out that the person he lures in is much more dangerous than he is. That might be the twist for three, Yeah, for all we know. They, what they said was, and we just did this episode, was they want, they're thinking of doing like... And this is not literally medieval, but an army of darkness type for three where it kind of takes you to a different direction, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That's what I read. They're keeping it kind of vague right now. I mean, you have, I mean, a certain element of freshness has to be injected into and each so movie. What, otherwise, it's just become Saw and then mm-hmm. people get sick of it. And let's talk after you watch two, Mike. Okay. Okay. Maybe, okay, we'll, we'll just put you on <laughs> Creep 2 for next year. We'll, okay. Let's talk. We'll talk that one. Uh, well, let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert, now the audience knows I'm going to be back next year. Uh-oh. Ooh. Sorry, guys. It's I mean, okay. not sorry. <laughs> you're you're, you're going to be back on Halloween for Nightmare... Uh, well, I shouldn't say the title yet. The audience shouldn't know. I'm going to be back. I will return. You, will you guys, return, you listeners, you notice that we record these out of order <laughs> <laughs> based on these context clues. Um, here's the movie. Creep. Creep. 2014. What a surprise. It opens, I don't, we don't know what's going to happen, but it opens with a home video camera, pretty good quality, DSLR, prosumer, and he's in the middle of like the flatlands, and he's in his car while driving. Not the smartest thing to do would be if you're just alone. Yeah. Now, do we ever learn what state this is? Uh, Not that it really matters. I'm just curious. I don't. Yeah, I don't know either. It's like a mountainous state. So, I, I, I don't Oregon know. or something? Something about it's... I don't, I've never been there, but something about it screamed Maine to me, and I, mm. I don't know if that's even accurate just based on the landscape but all right could be anywhere based on nothing i'm gonna go maine <laughs> but <Here. laughs> something about it felt like maine but reality is it's probably just somewhere in california i think yeah. so you know uh if you're if you, you you don't have a budget to travel for this movie <laughs> yeah. and where's the nearest cabin we can rent that's kind of secluded surprise surprise aaron's place is patrick bryce's place i'm pretty positive <laughs> Why, so. how, how would it not be i know place, you know and that's what i love about this movie because i make movies I don't have a budget. I don't have a crew. I get a camera. Hey, I got an apartment. It's my character's apartment. Some fucking crews are like, we got to rent out this place. We got to make it perfect. And I get that. I respect the process. But me, I'm a run and gun guy, plug and play. And this movie is that is that spirit. And they fucking pulled it off really well. I mean, 
I made movie trailer in two hours in my own room. So yeah, troll, troll. Remember I made the movie trailer. Oh yes, yes I did. See? Yeah, yeah. Mike cut a trailer like, for no reason. I was bored. <laughs> more and to that point, more kids now they get their phones, they shoot movies, and I think. Uh, I just read an article from No Film School about these Nigerian kids who are getting distribution based on iPhone movies, and their fucking screens are cracked, and they're putting them on tripods, <laughs> and they're getting deals, so yeah. it's possible. And this movie is like, uh, it raises that flag and waves it. So Patrick Bryce is Aaron. He's entering the Flatlands. He's driving his car. He's a little dubious about the gig that he's answering to that he answered to on Craigslist. He actually says Craigslist. Do you guys get the reality of this movie? This is not an alternate Real. This is our life, right? Yeah. No. Craigslist, though, first red flag. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good happens on Craigslist. I've mean, but I've we've I mean, been hey, strapped for cash, and we've answered to ads let's, on Craigslist. Let's go before. back five years, though, and Craigslist now. Like, I would never put anything. I would never look for anything on Craigslist. But five years ago, I did. A, I did a decent amount of okay. business on Craigslist. I've done videography work for Craigslist. Okay. So I'm, I'm very much like an Aaron, but. Uh, I I don't know if I'd go to the flatland. I would want. Is this a wedding? Is this an event? If it's just some guy, I'd say no. <laughs> I yeah. don't think I'm gonna do this. <laughs> Not doing a one on one with some dude. Yeah. And so you, especially right, after having seen the movie Creep. <laughs> so right off the bat, you might not be on board with 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 dear Aaron here as an audience member. Why is he going here to just meet this one guy? It is subtly, Why not stay home? Subtly implied, yeah, that he really needs the money. And apparently, discretion is appreciated per the ad. Now we're th- this is ripe for comedy. Anything can happen here, you know. Mm-hmm. He's pulling up. And he's like, well, he yeah. thinks he thinks it could be like a cougar. Yeah. Looking, looking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why he, he would he, think that when a male. Like, he <laughs> likes older ladies, though. What if it's a four year old woman just waiting for to give a boy a ru- her rub downs, a rub down, something just like that. Waiting there all with sweaty vagina or whatever he says. <laughs> I don't think he says that. <laughs> <laughs> sweaty vaginas. He pulls up to the house. This movie keeps it moving. He pulls up to the house, and there's a yellow door at the top of the stairs. It's like a remote cabin here. It's kind of surrounded by it's other properties. It's kind of cool looking, actually. It's very cool looking, and it's it's not that secluded. So, yeah, right, it's guys? Semi, it's semi-secluded. Yeah, it's, it's not the old horror movie trope of, like, in the middle of yeah. no. Yeah. I mean, it is, but not so much. It looks that like people look, live there, like, a month out of the year, though. It's yeah. the realism. I mean, like, we've been we've visited relatives in Wisconsin who, like, the nearest neighbor is, like, you know, you got to walk two minutes before you're actually at yeah, the yeah, neighbor's yeah. property. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's kind of that situation where it's like they're not far away, but, you know. They're far enough away. He makes yeah. his way to the yellow door. He knocks. No answer. Calls the phone. No answer. This weird doorbell that he has. It's no. like a knob that you turn. Yeah, it's like a twisted. Oh, like, yeah. It's weird. No answer. No voicemail. But on his way back to his car, he sees an axe lodged into a log. He's okay. Chekhov's axe. And we all know that's coming back at some point. <laughs> oh, man. And he goes, he's like, I decided to wait in my car. Okay, logic. Strikes. Great. And this is when we get the first jump scare. I say first jump scare. Because that's this all this movie. movie really is, is jump scares well, and tone. That's a little d- diminutive, but there's there's a fuck ton of jump scares in this movie. <laughs> Joseph introduces himself, and like one of the first things he says to him, he's all smiles, it's Mark Duplass. He pops his head in the window, and that's his jump scare. Like, ah! And he goes, hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm Joseph. Hey, you're Aaron? You answered the ad? I like you. You have a really nice, kind face. Like, all right, okay. And he goes, oh man, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Mar- Mark Duplass. It's gonna yeah. be a good day. I have a good feeling it's about like, this. 
child. They hug. Yeah, that that right there. I'm I'm feeling uncomfortable, <laughs> and I don't thinking. think I want to get out of this car. He's wearing like a black long sleeve turtleneck. I'm thinking cult. The first time I see this movie, mm-hmm. are you gonna? Are you trying to get him in or something? To me, here? he looked like he had just. He looked like he was wearing like an athletic shirt. Like, like he had just been like out for a run. Suit. Yeah, like yeah. he just gone for a run. Right. Yeah, and he he does look. Now, one thing I read about the trip and the trivia for this, and I didn't notice because I'm so enthralled, is that his weight fluctuates throughout the film. Mark Duplass. Oh yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, he's a little chubbier in certain scenes, and then he's a little skinnier in other scenes. Huh. Yeah, Why? but I didn't know it's because they... the the order of which they shot. Oh, oh. yeah, it's not super noticeable though. No, it's not. It's I not. It's not like a, a graphic amount of weight loss. Yeah. Like one scene, he's yeah. like two fifty. The next <laughs> scene, he's one hundred pounds. Scarfing down on Twinkie. <laughs> Anyways, Aaron. So they hug. It's his family vacation home. They go inside. There's like paintings of bears on the wall. It looks pretty normal, except yeah. these weird. And bear he says paintings. his dad and him made those when they were ki- when he was a kid. And you're uh, like those sort of like throwaway lines that are supposed to be like formalities or pleasantries makes me as an audience member kind of do double takes uh, sometimes. Um, I don't know why, but I get the feeling that this guy right off the bat is not being 100 percent honest. He's a little too perfect. He's a little too pleasant mm-hmm. and a little too accommodating. And uh, red flags are raised. So he's a cancer survivor, though. Mm-hmm. Two months ago, he got these dizzy spells and cognitive misfiring. Well, and after actually, remission, let, right? Let's, yeah. Let's the key word right there being remission. He mm-hmm. says in in his ex- explanation uh, that he went into remission immediately. Yeah. Which is something that you cannot like. It takes five years or so before you're like officially to the average Joe. Like, especially to be, because he yeah. said that, that it was like a severe cancer that spread to his lungs. And yeah. He, yeah. And he says he beat it. Like, fine, you beat the cancer. That's one thing. But to say that you went into remission immediately is like, you Something's like they off. will not put you in. Yeah, yes. that'd be my red flag. See me, I don't know that. So exactly. I'm like, I'm an average Joe. I go, okay. You, you don't know it. anything about it. But like, yeah. like, you know, like that would be, for me, if I had heard that now, I'd be like, uh-oh, no, this yeah. guy's lying to me about something. So to, I'll even admit he preys on perhaps the stupid and naive mm-hmm. Joseph's character. And me, I can be very stupid and naive what, at times. I mean, everybody at times can be, though. I yeah. Mean, that's what's so brilliant about this is, you know, I didn't even know. Now that you bring it up, I didn't even think about yeah. that at mm-hmm. the time. And it's just like always a red flag when it like it's a major topic that's just breezed over. Mm-hmm. I'm a cancer survivor anyway. Beat it anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, so two months that's ago, not the, that, that's not the biggest detail yeah. I'm about to share with you. Two months ago, I got these dizzy spells and these cognitive misfirings, and it turns out I have a brain tumor. It's pretty aggressive. It's inoperable. And Size of a baseball. Two to three months to live is what he's he's giving him. The doctor gave him. So he wants to shoot a video, and I'm thinking this is a great premise. What, however, whatever direction you want to take it for this movie, it's a good setup for a movie. I am hiring a videographer because my wife uh, is uh, pregnant with our first child. Yeah, like somebody could literally like say we're going to reboot the Creep series as a comedy using the exact same premise as <laughs> yeah. the first movie, and it still like uh, it all works. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's what he's doing is his plan is to shoot a mile. He even refers to my life, the Michael Keaton film, mm-hmm. to shoot a my lifestyle doc video. Michael Scott did it in an episode of The Office as well. <laughs> uh, and his son's name is Buddy, which is a fucking fake name if i ever heard one <laughs> we call well, him buddy he says we call him buddy okay i, I don't think he was implying that his name was uh, i thought his name was birth buddy. name buddy uh so he says we're gonna shoot a video so that way when i die he has something to to look i'm like okay great setup here so bryce aaron sticks around and he gets paid a lot of bills from uh, joseph 
And he says, okay. Thousand dollars. Yep. And then he casually says, okay, you're paid. All right. I'm going to get in the tub. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is no longer a business transaction. Now this is a partnership yeah. between new friends. I'm going to get in the tub. Uh, and he goes upstairs and we cut, jump cut. And Aaron meets him upstairs. He makes his way to the hallway and Duplass he's is derobing. And he says, he's going to get a lot deeper in this before the end of the day. And what that's a, when I'm gone. Whew. At that point, yeah. Yeah, if you're, I'm gone. If I'm, nothing else has triggered you by now, that alone should be like, okay, I don't you're know that I want to. I don't want to okay. shoot you in the tub. You already gave me the money. Sayonara. And here, here's the other thing, too. Like, just fucking like this you don't need a cameraman for just put a try like this guy could if this guy is supposedly so wealthy yeah you just buy just... a camera and set up the tripod yourself you don't need somebody to document good point. this good point yeah uh he's but joseph and like i'm now i'm speaking as an audience member not as one who is seeing the world through the eyes of aaron but um just how excited i get at the idea of this is like the first three minutes and things are already getting this uncomfortable yeah i'm wondering where we can even go from here mm-hmm. yeah and that, I, that excites me that idea mm-hmm. and also i like mark duplass all right go ahead get naked so he climbs in and uh he takes a tubby and it's very creepy and, and un- uncomfortable the the moment where he's pouring the water and look doing that side look at the camera where he's like <laughs> yeah oh it's so creepy it's a toughy time and he what he does he he pantomimes like pouring water onto his unborn child in his arms like as if he's and, holding like, him smelling his feet and, and he's like, like stinky feet yeah and it, it's funny it's like those are the exact things you do as a parent like yeah. i always bite my kids feet and like try but to make them laugh but when there's no baby so there so <laughs> creepy when there's no baby there it is the most disturbing thing in the world <laughs> and then like the tone kind of gets serious i think joseph like the character of Joseph is realizing his mortality and Aaron sees that in the camera and he says, you know, this was supposed to be fun. Why wait? I could just end it right now. Couldn't I? And he just sinks into the tub dramatically, which is, he can't, who has ever killed you himself? Can't, you can't self drown no, yourself. It's not There's possible no to do that. Unless but, you're going to start swallowing water, buddy, you're not going to do it. Because it. yeah, the instinct's going to kick exactly. in. It will. Yeah. But it's, it may, what it does is it provides opportunity for jump scare. Number two, he's at the bottom of the tub. Aaron's like, uh, Joseph. And he gets close, close, close under the water and jump scare cut. And he's like, or no, he's still there. He's like, I'm just trying to lighten the mood. I'm just trying to lighten the mood. Okay. We go outside <laughs> for some fresh air. And then on the way, this is when we get our third jump scare, like right after the second one. And it's Peach Fuzz, uh, the mask. Yeah. Um, this mask is fucking terrible. This is like the kind of the, there would be no creep, I don't think, without this wolf Peach Fuzz mask thing that they've built into the narrative, which is... And they keep it pretty vague. Like, we know that Joseph has this mask in this cabin of a wolf with long hair, very terrifying, with, like, big teeth. That he later claims, we'll get to it, that he got from the 99 cents store. You're not getting that mask (laughs) at the 99 cents store. That is a costume shop. But I guess, uh, to not get too far ahead, is that Joseph has sort of, like, this uh, affinity for wolves Mm -hmm. in nature that if you ask me isn't quite developed and maybe will be in the, by three uh, i the one thing i will say about this mask is that i i thought it was just colorful enough to make it believable it was a smart choice that is like 
no, this is just a, a fun thing that, like, you know, this was never, you know, this isn't mm. intended to be scary. This it's a, a lark. A, it's a friendly thing. It's, yeah. you know, it's a character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if it had been just like a regular wolf mask with no, like, because there's like purple or something but in it, it's, it's like. Yeah. It's got shades of terrifying yeah. as well. Right. No. But I could also, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying you is. You can buy it. The, the fact yeah. that there's just a little purple in there makes mm. me go, okay, it could just be mm. a character for. And if. You got Scream, and you got the Scream mask, and that's iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is a cult movie with, a, like, a fraction of the Scream audience, but now this mask has become, the like, an iconic with this franchise. And I think, wasn't the film originally titled Peach Fuzz? I think you're right. And uh, then they realized, like, that's... We can't call it Peach <laughs> Fuzz. We can't sell it on that. Yeah. We cannot call it. But also, because it's like, if you don't want to reveal the ending of this movie or anything like that. If you name this movie Peach Fuzz, as soon as you get to the Peach Fuzz moment in the movie, yeah. you're going to be like, okay, well, how is yeah, Peach Fuzz? Exactly. The whole time you're going to be like, what's what's Peach Fuzz? Go back to yeah. Peach Fuzz. What is yeah. a Peach Fuzz? That, that almost and, and dismantles even, the, the beauty of this movie. Yeah, but, yeah. and yeah. even naming a creep is okay because you could um, take that as this guy's really a creep. Could or be a comedy. Or, He's just creeped out. Yeah. It, or like the perception that we have of this guy is going to yeah. be that he's a creep even though maybe mm-hmm. he's not my advice to anybody don't listen to this episode like let's do it afterwards i think the best way to watch this is not even knowing what the genre is it's true sight unseen if you've you come this far or the title stop right now just and go, go, watch go watch this movie we're done yeah <laughs> mike just dropped his mic but uh what's great is aaron sees the mask and he freaks out as any normal person would do. And and what does Joseph do? He takes it off. <laughs> he says, "He's what? He just walks like, well, up what and is says, that? What? It's Peach Fuzz. What, what's like, that? that, that he's like, so normal. Like, how do you not know about oh, this? Oh, that? That's Peach Fuzz. <laughs> this is Peach Fuzz. <laughs> and uh, he says, "Oh, this is a, this is a, a song me and my dad used to sing. Well, it's clearly made up on the spot. He Absolutely. puts on the mask. <laughs> it, nothing goes, rhymes. There's Hello, no melody. my name is Peach Fuzz." I might look like I'm going to hurt you, but I'm as friendly as a rabbit, and I make a good friend. Ah. <laughs> that sounds like it's legit. you can hear him throughout the movie whistling that, too. Does he? Oh. Yeah, like when they're walking through to the heart rock. Yeah. You can hear like, dude, just, I can't whistle. Dude, <laughs> just like, um, and I'm not saying I, I associate too much with these pe- people who might have sort of the similar mental problems that Joseph has. But there, you know, when you meet somebody who has sort of maybe sort of mental problems, they're not going to say, this is my story. These are all my problems. These are all my quirks. Mm-hmm. You're going to find those out just like we do in this movie. They're yeah. just kind of kind of creep, so to speak, out onto the surface. Mm-hmm. And some they're not going to get explained. And that's sort of the 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 beauty also of this movie to yeah. me. Um, so we meet Peach Fuzz. He does his little song and dance number. <laughs> and, uh, so made up. <laughs> th- we know they're going to take a journey somewhere. He says, uh, let's get some hats. And he gets him a matching flappy hat. Yeah. With hat with twinsies. Because, oh, look, twinsies. <laughs> this is just after scaring the shit out of him. This dude goes from, like, f- terrifying to friendly, at just like, like it's nothing. And uh, that's what makes him all the more scary. Cut to them. They're in the car and they're on their way somewhere. And Joseph tells us uh, they're on their way to. I think he doesn't. I get the. I don't get the foreign translation, but it translates to the miracle waters of the heart. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go there to get some sort of miracle cure for his cancer. Still, we're kind of building off of the the cancer thing that he's mentioned, which I kind of like. We have a kind of a plot of this movie. 
we're moving it along, but really the plot is what is going to happen with these two guys, mm-hmm. really. And still, the plot isn't actually lining up with what even this guy is expecting. He's just like, I just want you to, to document a video me. about him. I just want you to document kid. me. Instead, mm-hmm. he's like, Hey, do you want to go into the woods with me and find something that may not actually be there? Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, you paid me already, so yeah. <laughs> and then, then <laughs> apparently, so it doesn't sound like Dante Hicks. <laughs> Well, he paid me well, all right. Well, he already paid me. <laughs> and he says only those pure of heart can take the the healing waters of the miracle waters of the heart. So, okay. Otherwise, a spirit's going to come out, and we're going to get into some magic and mysticism. Mm-hmm. And and Joseph, nope. once they get to the woods. <laughs> no. Once they get to the woods, Joseph runs off again. He has a habit of doing that. He's just... just In, in the most disturbing way, too, yeah. where he just kind of freezes and then starts <laughs> off. He, yeah, he almost stops. Like, did you? He he doesn't say this, I don't think, but he, mm-hmm. it's almost a stop in the vein of like, did you hear that? Like, yeah. And then he just starts taking. And off. he just fucking yeah. runs. It doesn't tell Aaron to be like, run, motherfucker. <laughs> kind kind of like a, a wolf, maybe. I don't know. Kind of like he's just more like a deer. With like a deer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to connect it together, but yeah. he runs off, and Aaron follows, and this is when we get our fourth jump scare, and Joseph scares him, and uh, he's like, what, "What? You just had a near death experience. That that way that you just felt when I scared you. That's what it feels like when you're gonna die. It's beautiful, isn't it?" And like Aaron, like tries to humor him. He's like. Yeah, I, I guess that was kind it, of actually, intense. To, to be honest with you, I took Aaron's reaction as almost like, I, yeah, actually, thank you for doing that. Like, I now, yeah. like, I actually appreciated that, which to me was just like, what, that, Do you know, no. like, when you're making a project and it's like, you want it to be so much more and like the best thing ever, mm-hmm. that like, I feel like Pat, he's trying to find the meaning in this documentary. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, you can do a creep drinking game every time there's a jump scare. Hell take yeah. A shot, hell right? yeah. We're already on number four. <laughs> and, yeah. And we're like, drink the right stuff. In. You're messed up. <laughs> so Joseph calls him out on being, he's got, a, you got a little peach fuzz in you yet. Because <laughs> he also says, when I scared you, you had this look at the end, like you wanted to like hurt me, didn't you? Mm. Like you, like you got some evil in you, a little peach fuzz, like a wolf. And, but I uh, thought peach fuzz was friendly as a rabbit. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's inconsistent. <laughs> and it's not jiving. This stuff isn't jiving. He's like, uh, he says something about uh, I have an axe. He's like, you got an axe to grind? I got an axe at home. And he just, remember he just playfully yeah. says he has an axe? Yeah. Joseph to yeah. Aaron? He's like, yeah. I, I got an axe. And Aaron asks, uh, he asks Aaron if he thought he would kill him with it when he first came there. And he's like, you thought so? That's great. <laughs> like, <laughs> he thinks it's funny. He, he's a sociopath. And then they ask, Aaron asks him, like, do you, have you been keeping track of where we've been going? Yeah. No. And no. <laughs> Not at all. No. And, and sort of like, I appreciate this moment. This You think, some of you are thinking this is bullshit. Other people, maybe gullible audience members, think they're actually going there. And like, there's actually is a healing body of water. But when they walk by, they see a sewer pipeline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and Mark Duplass, he's like, uh, you know, this is a sewer, right? He goes, it, it's something. Right, like <laughs> just go with my lie, dude. You're already half the, yeah. halfway there, and th- th- there's that theme of like nothing is what it seems, but it it seems so much better than it is because mm. how he's explaining it to us. Yeah. and uh, they go to a, like a lookout point, or Joseph mm-hmm. does, and he says, "Come up here right and now, sure Aaron." Sure enough, he shows him a heart shape in the rocks, but you have to stand at a certain vantage point to see that heart shape. Oh wait, did we did we we moved over the fact where the other 
point where the where I would literally walk away in what, the moment is when he asks him about if there's anyone else he needs to make peace with. Oh, yeah, like he I, okay. He, he's he stopped. He's like, do you have any, is you know is there anyone else in the world that you need to make peace with? You know, like, before I kill you. There's a lot of that's little. The, that's yeah. the point where I'm like, nope. I I do a beeline right. I turn right around. But this movie, as compact and short as it is, uh-huh. really does lend itself to repeat viewings because there's a yeah. lot of little lines like that that yeah. I don't notice. Yeah, this is probably my third or fourth time seeing it, and I'm still getting new things mm-hmm. shaking out of the carpet. You know, so uh, it's a heart. And it's also a miracle. And he does it. And it's also another one of those long grinning stares that just goes on a fraction yeah. of a second too long. Yeah. Duplass is is becoming a serious actor, not just a filmmaker indie guy who's on the league, but an actor, like a real actor. I'm ashamed to admit that was my introduction to him was I, the league uh the fucking that's, league that's okay there's nothing wrong the with league's not liking the, the league. league was pretty decent um show. what he did uh his own movies but uh probably safety not guaranteed colin trevorrow's big step into the game was probably one of his best roles what's his hbo show that's called togetherness and okay, also right. room 104 is the one he did with his brother where okay. i don't think they're in it but they write and they that's kind an of produce it type show right? yeah every okay. episode is different but takes place in the room different genres different and there's actors like horror, comedy yeah romance. it's yeah. an interesting show uh cool so they dip in the water for a bit of healing quote unquote we cut to Joseph writing J and A initials in the rock with a heart around <laughs> and it. The, the other, the other interesting thing about this too is like, is this a real legend around this area? Is this My something he is. found and made up, yeah. or is it just like there's something supposedly out there, mm-hmm. and then he found it and he's just like, oh, perfect, this just plays right into what I was lying about. You know, there's like three I, different options. Let's here. take a deep dive. I never really. When it comes to this sequence, why did he take him here? When uh, if if his end game is to sort of murder him, I think this is part of the sex like foreplay for him. Uh-huh. You know, I, I thought of this as make out point almost. He knew that there was like a spring there, yeah, and a heart shaped rock, yeah. But he made up the whole backstory yeah. about it being. I agree. It could be any one of those things. There's yeah, four, that's four different variations on the same moment. And he takes him there, but the the question remains, why exactly? And I guess it's just to butter him up. So immediately, though he and it, well, yeah. the, the thing he, I mean, the initial reason for leaving is because he got freaked out in the house with mm-hmm. the whole tub thing. So he's like, "You want to get out of here? You want to yeah, get some air? He does. So let's right. get out." And then he fabricates like this yeah, does. this story of like, "No, this is actually where we're going this, to do." So it's like, w- at what point did he decide? Plan to, B, you know, I'll like take him to the woods. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's a good question. Um, but he immediately contradicts himself. He says, uh, "There's this diner. We got to go. Best pancakes you've ever had." Billy Bears. Cut to them going. He's looking through the menu. What's good here? Yeah, yeah. What's good here? That's hmm. the most. That's the most obvious. Like, <sighs> it's almost like everything up until this you think point it's contrived has, a little. It's not so much contrived as it is like that's a little like. It just read as artificial to me, like mm. th- th- that that screw up on his part. He seems so calculated otherwise yeah. that that's a pretty big lie to just screw up when you're like, you know. Do you, can I say something yeah. to, to give him a little bit of credit? Yeah. I almost feel like sometimes he knows he's letting the truth slip, and that's part of the game also. Like, I think that he knows sometimes that they're onto him, 
and that's part of like the adrenaline mm. and the fun of it to see if he can recover himself. Yeah, that's true. I really he, do think that's part. He of does it. do these one eighties when it seems like like uh, Aaron's about to leave. Yeah. yeah, where he's just like, "Can I share something really deep and personal yep. that'll really suck you in right now?" Yep. Like, yeah. So yeah, I guess that, there is something super to that. manipulative, and he he turns the camera. Well, they they change the menu around a lot. So, but obviously, yes, the pancakes are the thing. I think. The reason I love is one of the Which reasons. Which was actually a decent lie recovery. It's a, it's like, a decent it cover, but it's yeah. also like... I feel like I've recovered from a lie like that before, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I don't have a peach fuzz mask. But what I'm going to say is <laughs> I think the reason I love this movie so much is because I've never seen a character this uh, complex without having my fucking hand held. You it's true. I mean? You know? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the one projecting things onto Joseph. I'm yeah. the one, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love it. So... Joseph turns the camera on to Aaron at the table and he's like, tell me about you. Let's hear a story about you. And we get a funny moment where Aaron talks about how he used to piss his pants a lot. <laughs> Wait, that to this me is just like made what? up too. that. I don't I didn't take it as I appreciate the levity of I, this moment. There's mm-hmm. there's that. There's also the idea that maybe he's just making something up for the sake of you know maybe telling him a story yeah. but it's also just like in that moment again just as the camera operator being hired to document this other guy i'm not going to turn the camera on myself and mm. tell you a story that's not what you hired me for yeah well he's he's the one with the money so hey if you want to interview him, sure but i think aaron's got the perfect personality for this kind of role because he's got that He's very he's pliable. He's not as assertive. Yeah. As, you know, he's very mm, go with the flow. He doesn't want to rock the boat too yep. much. He just wants to Yep. Yeah. And that's why in the next movie, you don't get an Aaron. You get a woman who's a little more assertive, and, and she doesn't take some of his shit spoilers in the second, and it, it makes it more interesting in the game. See, I'm, I, really, I really, I'm really, really watch, excited I really, to watch I really do want to watch it now, yeah. but I'm like, I'm just going to wait till next year. He oh, has okay. a beard and a man bun in it. It's like the fourth it's time all, you've mentioned his beard and all man I know. bun. I think I mean, it's... Uh, it's, it's well, I think I'll watch it tonight and then watch it again next year. Yeah, yeah I mean, I could do that, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> all you need to know about it is what I just told you. Well, I mean, no, I actually, that, Mike, I know that he's that's got the... not all you need to know, <laughs> but I won't say all you need to know okay. right here. You'll know when you see it, but though. Yeah, you'll know right away based on the premise bun. I read. But he does have a beard and a man bun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, that look. If um, I had, if I could grow hair, I would have hams- a man bun. Han- handsome hipster look. Yeah. Uh, Aaron turns the cam to Joseph now after talking about how like his mom got him a device that it would monitor his pants pissing as a kid and yeah. like. Just all you need to know is he was the first time he ever remembers feeling shame is when he pissed his pants in front of people. The whole device sounded like bullshit to me. Like, what? There's mm, a device that go, that this alarm, loud, loud in alarm a mail goes order off? catalog that she got. something seems off. <laughs> um, uh, Aaron turns the camera to Joseph, shows, and this is when Joseph shows the pictures of Aaron arriving at his house earlier. This sort of um, cachet that Michael Haneke like thing where i'm gonna send you pictures of yourself yeah uh candidly doing things then he does it at the table he has the balls to say hey aaron remember when you showed up at my house and you saw that axe and everything i was shooting you like from my phone here look again he's doing this uh, he's revealing some of his hand on purpose because he he wants why he wants aaron to qu- it's almost he wants he him wants to, question him to be scared he, it's almost like he he's 
like those, you know, classic villain tropes. He's like it. He mm. feeds off of the fear. Yeah. Like it gets him off. Yeah. There's later. Uh, but I do like that they they don't do anything to establish that. You know? Right. It's like we're we we can infer that from everything that's happening. Right. But at no point is he like. There was one moment at the very end where I thought he was doing something that he wasn't actually doing and then i was that's the point where I, for a second there i was like fuck you movie for doing that but <laughs> yeah we'll get to it if, and he says to to aaron if i got to know you before you got to know me i thought maybe i'd be less scared so i stalked you with my camera and, and here's the thing of all the points up to this point that have made me go i'm i'm out of there mm-hmm. this is the one where i go well actually from your point of view i actually that makes sense that you'd want to keep some a little distance bit. just in case you are hiring somebody off a of craigslist you don't know who's going to show up there's sort of a razor's edge of safety and uh, the thing that's brilliant about this is like you, you can be creeped out if i was Aaron, yeah you could be creeped out but at the same time your instincts are telling you if i had to be worried why would he be showing me this yeah yeah yeah. Why would he be coming clean about it? It's if, sort of a hallmark of like yeah. a ballsy sociopath uh-huh. is is here it is. Here's my plan. I'm still going to get you to like yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. And he does it really well. Um, but Aaron, he said even quotes, I'm past it. It's fine. I'm past it. Okay. And by the way, we do see him eating pancakes. Yes. And they look really good. <laughs> Ever since... Uh, I want pancakes. I was watching Friends last night because mm-hmm. I just got into Friends. People who listen to the show know this. They mentioned pancakes like th- three times. Joey had like a girl over. It's like mm-hmm. it was Charlotte from Sex and the City. And she stays over and he's like, I got to go do an audition. Hey, Rachel, offer her pancakes. Tell her I don't want to see her anymore. And like, I'm like, this is the third time I've heard pancakes today. Pancakes. It's been in my brain and too, now you Mike. Want pancakes. Yeah, <laughs> I got They're pancakes. So good, on the I brain. love pancakes. Not as much as waffles, though. Waffles, dude. <laughs> waffles. Belgian waffles. Guys, uh, tweet anyway. at us: waffles or pancakes? I actually legitimately want to know. Team pancake. Yeah. Hashtag. I at ninety. I personally flip flop depending on my mood. Mm. I'll go between wanting one or the other. I'll do pancakes once a year, maybe twice. There's something about ordering a waffle in a restaurant that feels wrong to me. Like pancakes really? feel like you're getting something with weight and substance, and a waffle a is waffle, just like yeah. I can Here's make a this coaster. at home in like thirty seconds <laughs> if I want to. It's like yeah, exactly. But it, it takes effort to make. Pa- you could buy microwavable pancakes. Anything no that good. you put butter and syrup on, French toast, waffles, pancakes. I don't toast. care. I'm on board. Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> at night they go back on the property, and this is kind of the second half of the movie. Yeah. They, we get the DVD cover art shot of him at the top of the stairs. It's his silhouette backlit by the, the porch light. Yep. And uh, Aaron's thinking of leaving. Smart move. As he should. His time is up. He did the project. Follow <laughs> me around for the day. He did not say 24 hours. He said for the day. He has all his stuff with him, as he states. I'm He's just going to go back down the hill. No longer protected by the cover of lights, but now night has fallen it's scarier out and joseph is gonna pour no i was gonna pour you a whiskey we got the movie cover shot here yeah of him like that's backlit. what i'm saying that's yeah how, yeah he said i'm gonna pour you a whiskey and, and and i never realized uh uh why they use that shot for the the dvd it's it's scary but also this is the moment in the movie where aaron has to make that's that choice mm-hmm. and i think they took that moment and they made that the poster uh, and i think that's good so, it's also just an ominous shot. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. that's what I'm saying. You, you it's multiple read, levels. There's of, no features that you can see. It's just a person it's there. It's just you know? going up the stairs outside, but it almost looks like if you were like in a basement yeah. looking up at your captor or yeah. something. Yeah, and uh, and what happens? Well, Aaron, you know, he's I guess he likes his whiskeys because he says, "All right, one drink, one drink." 
Which doesn't make sense. You're already afraid to go down the mountain because it takes a while. So you're going to go and have a whiskey yeah. and then get down the mountain safely. Yeah. So inside fifth jump scare, I think I don't remember what the context of this is. I think Joseph this just literally, scares him. He's just walking into the house <laughs> and Joseph jumps out. <laughs> and then he goes, I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep doing that. What I the bet, fuck? Uh, I just... Um, I forget where this premiered, but it was at a film festival for mm-hmm. sure. And I mean, I wish I was in that audience. Very first screening, totally fresh. Mm-hmm. It's probably like midnight, and you're hanging out in a packed theater, and you get seven jump scare. You're, you're adrenaline shooting, and you don't know where this thing's going. But uh, he says, what a great day, you know? Two guys having some whiskeys. <laughs> it's like Kramer. Like, this is what the holidays are all about. A couple of friends sitting around chewing gum. <laughs> Lloyd Braun, <laughs> a.k.a. Steve Carell Light. <laughs> so, Wasn't there another Lloyd there's Braun? two Lloyd Braun. And one was, like, not good. One was, was slick. It was, was like original, the Dinkins Yeah, there was the original Lloyd it, Braun, and then Steve Carell Light took over. <laughs> but then it was the funny. What's funny about that, that guy, that actor's name is uh, Matt McCory, yeah. I think. And he does these commercials for, like, you know, you see him during the prices, right? Like old person life insurance. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he introduces himself almost like we're all supposed to know. He's like, I'm Matt McCord. Like, oh, he, why doesn't he just be like, I was on Seinfeld a couple times. My favorite one of those Lloyd ads Braun. is for hover around scooters with the guy that's named Tom Cruise, but it's yeah. K-R-U-Z. Because is it because like, he's I'm a Tom scooter Cruise. guy? Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Different one. But I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of times when Tom Cruise goes undercover, he just likes to change the spelling of his last name. (laughs) He's booked under Tom Cruise, but no one would think the parody account version of Tom Cruise. Uh, So Joseph asks uh, Aaron, why did you accept the ad? It was about money. This is like he's digging into his brain here. They're Mm -hmm. having their whiskeys. He's going to play some chess with them. Do you need money, Aaron? Do you need money? It's like flat out, dude. Do you need it? And Aaron's like, well... It's a little, he's embarrassed. It's a little tough. He's like, oh, there's no need to embarrass. Why Why do people, why are everyone so uncomfortable when they talk about money? And, and just by escalating really, that. He brings up a really good point about money, though. That's true, but we're not there yet, I think, as a society, and I think yeah. he even knows that. So even to say, why is everyone so uncomfortable when talking about money? He knows that makes escalates the situation to me even more, like, mm-hmm. to make it more uncomfortable. Yeah. But it, the point he brings up is really good. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if I had an excess, if you had an excess of food yeah. and I was hungry, mm-hmm. wouldn't you give me some of your food? Mm. You have a need for money. So, and it's a really good point, which is going to make me infinitely more comfortable next time I ask somebody for money. <laughs> and what it's going to do hey, is... Hey, can I have some money? <laughs> Bye. Hey, guys, can I have some dough? So, you, you, it's a perfect way to get Aaron all the eating out of the palm of your hand too, and mm. which is exactly what he wants. Because me, I'm putting myself in that spot, and he's like, "I want to give you some money." And even me, I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I could use money." Like, <laughs> so now let's also talk about this moment too, because like when they actually toast and have a drink, mm-hmm. like Joseph doesn't take a drink of his whiskey. Yeah, you, if you, like if you notice that, he just kind of holds yeah. it there, and then he just puts it right down. Yep, and that's like. Uh, you know that's kind of for the audience you know yeah but then they do this thing where he like he pans down at something Mm -hmm. and i swear to god i thought it was like oh he just pulled the old switcheroo with the glasses Mm -hmm. like but no that didn't that's not exactly how it played out that's how this movie is going this scene we're waiting for somebody to pass out after drinking their glass but so joseph says check your boot 
And Aaron turns around like, oh, let me check. That's there's what he a, does. Yeah, he pans down. There's a check to, in your boot. He, t- yeah. he pans down to check his boot, and I thought that's a moment where he's switching drinks, and he doesn't do that at all. So, like, no. the expectation right there is, like, he's like Aaron's going to go down. The yeah. camera's going to fall to the ground, and we're going to see some shit happen. No. Nope. But, nope. It's, like, even weird. Like, Turns out Joseph's just batting the mouse just a little bit. Just he says, a little. He says, no, but you looked, which means you need it, which is, like, good point. You're really uh, fucking with him here. So You know what? I do wonder, though. Because we find out that this whole thing, spoiler alert, we'll know in a moment, is is a charade. Yeah. But it, it, a good question I have is, is Joseph actually wealthy? Because he doesn't seem like he has a job, really. And, I think yes, is my answer. I yeah. think he's independently wealthy. Mm-hmm. And when I was writing Villain, that's how I wrote it. And I kind of I based my main mm-hmm. character off of Joseph. Seems like a guy who has a light all the time in the world, all the resources in the world realistically. Mm-hmm. Lives off the grid, which means he probably has a dead relative or something. That's, something and that's happened. what I did with my character in my movie. Yeah, here. or I want to know more about his history. Like, did something happen that caused him to like have a mental break, but also oh, got him a lot of money? That Here's what I'll say. and, and Take this as you will. We're going to meet his sister, okay? Sort of, yeah. Spoilers. Aaron gets a call. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. How about we just get there? Yeah, we're, we're so All close. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Aaron uh, drinks, grabs his jacket, and uh, Joseph says he lied, and then he tells him something Well, no, serious. he's looking for his keys. Yeah, yeah, Joseph. Yeah, I'm sorry. Aaron's looking yeah. for his keys. Like, where the fuck are my keys? He has the camera stationary at the forefront of the table. Joseph is sitting in the foreground watching him No, search. no, I'm so sorry. Yeah? I'm so sorry. First, he, you're right. First, he does tell him he lied. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. So Aaron drinks, grabs the jacket. Joseph says he lied, then tells him something serious. The peach fuzz rape story. And this is all without any image because he tells Aaron to turn off the camera. He's going to get very vulnerable here. And this is like a five-minute continuous take of just audio. Of it's like the Killer Bees part in Popstar. <laughs> <laughs> to refer an older episode. <laughs> it's Duplass's voice. It's a little distorted. It's a little quieter. He's talking about a story where he he had a, w- a wife who had uh, he checked his internet browser history because a coworker recommended he did it because his co- internet was acting slow. So he Which checks th- it. Who's no one's solution for a slow internet is <laughs> oh, just clear pissed. your browser. Jared. It's just like <laughs> that you'd be shocked at some of the scripted troubleshooting we'd have to do at work. Really? That's yeah. fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. To me. Yes, I skip that. Clear crap your browser all the time. history. So he checks the browser history like any hack would do. Like cookies are gonna really slow down your computer that much. <laughs> cookies and cash. And, and and this is a fake story, so who gives a fuck? Yeah. Uh, he checks the browser history of his wife. And it turns out it's a bunch of animal porn, just brutal things. Like, just women. Animal pr- porn alone is brutal enough. You Presumably, that's animals. Enough said. Yeah, just fucking women. But as he words it, unspeakable things. Yeah. So he decides that uh, to spice up his marriage, he confronts her about it. She denies it. So he says, okay, fine. And then, you know, the drives a wedge in the marriage. And then one night they go to a cabin, this, like, this, this very cabin that they're in, vacation house. And he leaves her alone. He says he has work, and he goes to the 99-cent store, and he buys the peach fuzz mask that we saw earlier. And he goes home, he sneaks through the window, and then he ties his sleeping wife to the bed, has his way with her, and she likes it. And he says, Aaron, I raped my own wife. And then we cut. And that's one of the most serious things you can hear in a movie. Yeah. (laughs) So they cut, 
And it's normal after that. It's almost comedically normal after that because Joseph's like, anyway, buddy, he's talking to his son right after that. That's just my life. It is a comedic beat. Yeah. Where, where, yeah. Darkly. Yeah. And then he's in, and he's, Aaron's rushing through this. He wants to get out. Yeah. His his tone is like, you know, I think we got it. He's like, Joseph's like, that take didn't feel good. He's like, no, no, we got it. Anyway, I'm going to get my stuff. I'm going to get out of here. And his keys are, this is when his keys are missing searches around and this is a really great shot because it's on the table mm-hmm. and joseph's sitting there at the table and in the background is aaron all over the place looking for those keys you know joseph did something and he's just waiting there and the and best know, line of the whole movie aaron did i freak you out with my rape story <laughs> <laughs> to, the, my one of my favorite lines here is is uh he says you know what y- you probably he rationalizes staying the night yeah. to Aaron. He does it in a really shitty way. Yeah. He's like, listen, it's dark in here. We should wait for the light to come out. You this should place stay will be, here tonight. Light will be pouring into this place. <laughs> Your alcohol level is over 0.08. Yeah. You get pulled over by cops. You're going to get a DUI. It's such it's He's such very, strategy on it. It's yeah. about one whiskey and it's like, all it, like you yeah. know. That's, that's enough to put you over. So yeah. jump cut. Aaron, his mood is now in the interim lifted. He apologizes for getting antsy, and he pours himself another drink, and we think he's cool. Everything's you fine. You see him put something in, but, in the background. And I didn't notice that because I'm writing. Yeah. As an audience member, I'm thinking this is just another moment where Aaron is an idiot and says I'm. he's just going to be preyed upon. But no, he's got an ace up his sleeve here. Yeah, some kind of liquid that you hear him squirt into the <laughs> cup, but you don't know what it actually is. <laughs> so for the next several minutes, you're like, what the fuck did he put in that fucking drink? This is what I like, though. This is Joseph like. This is like Jerry Seinfeld level. Like, okay, he pours the whiskey, mm-hmm. and Joseph. I think the subtext is you're fucked. Yeah, and Aaron's like, I'm just gonna pour this here, and Joseph goes, Yeah, this is the right move. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, you're an idiot. I'm gonna yeah. murder you. This is the, yeah, this is the right move, Aaron. This is the right move. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I don't think I don't know how much more you clear I can make it, yeah. idiot. I'm gonna murder you. I do have a question though. Yeah. Nah, we'll save it for the okay. end. All right. So Joseph, he's an Aaron, like, he's not a good liar. He gives him his tall whiskey, and yeah. he says to Joseph, bottoms up. He goes, oh, well, bottoms up. He bottoms knows up? it's bullshit. Really? Okay. And he plays along with it. And this is the, not just this movie, but any movie where the characters know something about each other, but they won't say it outright, and it's oozing with subtext. It's the best kind of dialogue as sword play, whatever you want to call it, I've ever seen. And this is it here. See, Dude. that's why you don't like superhero movies, but you should watch Spider-Man Homecoming for just that Great one scene, subtext, actually, that one scene no, alone. I actually decided I like Spider-Man now. Oh, okay. Then watch Homecoming I'm, and I'm you'll get a great... Slowly, I'm slowly warming up to superhero movies. Right. We're, we're going to get him there. I remember like several... Oh, we'll, just, we'll just have to MCU podcast and just, <laughs> yeah. for somebody who's never just, seen him just, before. You have to... Yeah, yeah. No, I'm warming up to him. There's a great scene. They're not even in costumes between the... Spider-Man and the villain in, in the, the subtext we're talking about. Because I did a rewatch of the original Iron Man the other day, and I was like, this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. And, uh... Like iron. <laughs> so, final take for Joseph. And he <laughs> nice. he does he does the take for his unborn son. Okay, that's a wrap. And he says, something tasted weird about that last drink. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of slurring the final mm-hmm. take that mm-hmm. he's doing, too. Now, this... It would take someone of a certain 
insanity level to knowingly ingest what he just ingested to allow Aaron to think that he has the upper hand and to knowingly do you know what I mean you don't think that he so you think that I think Joseph, Joseph is did is, everything that Aaron wanted him to the difference is that he's been at this for years and that he's fucking with the wrong guy so yeah I'll bite he's what is what Joseph's doing See, I actually thought this is. I, I actually thought of it as like Aaron actually got a one up on him because he does. He I mean he passes out. Like it's not like yeah. For some reason, I, I I you're probably right, but in my brain I'm like Joseph knows all. He just knows everything here. He's one step ahead all the time, even when he thinks that he's making Aaron think that he I, has the advantage. I will have to disagree with that solely okay. because of details he gives later. Okay, but we'll. I don't want to spoil. I don't. I want to. I don't want to marry this idea anyway. So yeah. It cuts to him, though, after drinking that whiskey, passed out. Whether or not willingly or not is debatable. This looks so uncomfortable. He's laying He's, on the stone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next to a fireplace. Yeah, the stone, like, foot of a fireplace. You ever see Super with Rain Wilson? Speaking of superhero movies. No, it, it always kind of looked good, though. It's gnarly. Is it good? Um, you is would it, like it. because it it's Yeah, because it's James Gunn, and it's super dark. But Michael Rooker... I, when I think of that ledge next to a fireplace, I think of Michael Rooker's death in that movie, which is so fucking gnarly. <laughs> so six jump scare. Joseph wakes up, <laughs> but drifts back asleep. And uh, and he starts going playing with himself. Peach was yeah, starts rubbing starts his genitals rubbing a little his bit. Dick. And he says, you and it's really graphic. Like they zoom in on his dick. No, they, no, they don't. don't. Wait, what cut of the movie did you guys watch? Not the, the Mike. <laughs> Not the one that you rewrote in your head. <laughs> Might include the graphic pen shots. And... You want to see some Duplass dick? Sure. Watch the next one. Ooh, I'm serious. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't want to watch. It. <laughs> you know, you know, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Do you yeah. know that? Multiply that by. 20 and that's his dick in that movie is every jump scare just like a huge dick, dick just comes just out coming out <laughs> the screen like no. a close -up. spoilers for two there's a scene where he does he helicopter he, no he derobes in front of our videographer and he just stands there in front of her totally nude for like a five minute shot it's bold yeah yeah <laughs> I got nothing, I got nothing against What's wrong dicks? with a little dick there's nothing against dicks it's when I Imagine that man's standing in front of me, and then having his dick be a part of that with, equation. With, but, with this look on his face, with that with that creepy smile, I was like, "But this is gonna be a fun day." Like, <laughs> but he's got a man bun and a beard. Oh, that's right. Uh, yep. <laughs> All right. Let me just say this, Duplass. I think he fluffed it a bit, but it's a pretty good dick. Uh, <laughs> he had to fluff it. I think he fluffed it. So, but it's a long take, so it had to unfluff probably during. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> Aaron sneak. He says like, "You should come lay with me in the movie." Joseph's like asleep on the ledge. He's like, "You should come lay with yeah. me." I'm tired. Uh, come lay with me. Aaron sneaks to grab his keys. One of the most tense scenes in the movie because it's a sleeping dragon, and Aaron's yeah. just gonna grab his keys off of him because he knew that's where they were the whole time, mm -hmm. and he grabs them off of him. And then the cell phone rings. Ah, he picks up Joseph's cell phone and he takes it to the bathroom. And uh, he talks to Angela. Now, Joseph said his wife's name was Angela mm -hmm. earlier, his pregnant wife. Mm -hmm. Turns out that this woman he's speaking to is a little confused. Sure, she might be Angela, but I don't think he has a wife. Because based on what she's saying is 
That's my brother. Right. Yeah. And you need to get, okay, you just need to get out of this I, house right now. I love the way the conversation plays out because. It's very normal, but it, serious. But I, because I imagine her on the other side of the phone being in a situation where she can't tell him exactly what's yeah. going on because of her context. Yeah. She's just like, like, like she's at like a public gala or something yeah, like that. Yeah. She's about to give a press conference or, or like at run, work or she's something. She's about to debate for an office position. And she's now, like. What we're talking about when you talk about fortune, we talk about background. I get the impression just based on this scene with the sister that maybe they have some kind of power, some kind of connection to where this old crazy brother has been getting away with this shit for years, much like a true detective Mm -hmm. evil power situation. You know? And then lowly videographers like Prosts are getting bumped off and it's just kind of a thing. Is, um... Do we establish that his sister's name is Angela? I believe so. Okay. I believe so. Right, Jer? Well, he answers in, in... he says Angela. Oh, so that must be the name that comes he's, up on the. He, and he referred. Well, it's not even so much a name. Is just it's like you know your husband hired me, and then she's like, my husband. Well, like yeah, even if her my name brother, is, you need to get out of this. She she refers to him yeah, as her brother, so it's like it doesn't matter what her name is. Yeah, she might not be Angela, but. Um, oh, Angela. Remember Slackers? Uh, with J- Jason Schwartzman, Devin <laughs> yeah. Saw? Yeah. I'd rather not. So Aaron <laughs> goes to the bathroom to talk to Angela. She's looking for Joseph. Tells him, like, calmly, okay, what you need to do is you just need to exit the house right now and never look back ever again. You yeah. need to leave right in, now. In that way of, like, um, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, you need to get the hell out of there because something bad's about to happen, but I'm not going to say that. You'll be okay. Let me just, just ask. Just walk out. Is, let me ask you guys, what's the subtext? Does does she know her brother is a murderer? Does she know he's just unhinged? Does she know that he's had some episodes where maybe he just whipped it out on a bus or something once or she twice? She knows he's unsafe. The extent of which is not confirmed with her, maybe. she If, if she didn't think that he was in any kind of danger... She wouldn't. She wouldn't have said like. But if she thought he was in more danger, she'd probably be like, "Ah, Gaga, get out!" You know, right? Yeah, that's why I said like, it was more fun for me to imagine where yeah. she was, where she didn't, she couldn't just flat out. My say brother it. has problems. Is all she says. I even got the sense that she was at least enabling this behavior or was aware of this behavior and what he was doing. And she's getting a guilty conscience. Like, why is she calling him so late? Like, what are you doing? Are you in the middle? And you know, I don't know. Yeah. She's calling to be like, here's the other interesting thing though. Let you do this anymore. We later, I mean, I'll jump ahead just a little bit to reveal that we later learned that this is not his family cabin. Yeah. So, Oh no, it's a cell phone. For a second there, I was like, well, why is she even calling this cabin? Mm -hmm. But no, it's a cell phone because we live in 2014 and people don't have (laughs) landlines anymore. Idiot. I I have a landline. I was uh, speaking like to me, it's realistic because this is how the world works. Sometimes it's not as compartmentalized as like, Oh, you're crazy. Oh, we're going to lock you up in asylum. Oh, you're going to have pills and that's just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. No, people live there's you can have someone unstable living in your house and the, it pills might not solve all their problems. Yeah. They might still be unhinged. It might not just be they as still easy have to take those overnight. pills if those are the solution, you know? Like if they don't take the pills, like this could be a guy who just doesn't take his medication. There mm-hmm. are like hangers-ons when it comes to mental things that are going on and that's I think Joseph is like kind of a, an example of a realistic uh uh, dire mental health in America mm-hmm. that's still being treated, but being treated from a distance because they don't know what other ideas to do anymore with him. Yeah. Like America's kind of given up on him. Yeah. Sort mm-hmm. of. And that's, it's fucking real. It's what's going on. So Joseph, he comes out and this is one of the most, most tense scenes. Cause yeah. when he goes out after the call with Angela, the phone cuts out. He can't get any more details about Joseph. 
He goes out and sees he's not even there on the ledge anymore oh, by the yeah. fireplace. And I think this movie's going to wrap up here in a beautiful third act chase around the house kind of thing, room to room. Mm-hmm. And that's probably how I would have shot it. But it doesn't play out that way. He goes out to the balcony after a long, like, three minutes of silence. It's the most tense that I've ever had, like, the most tension I've experienced in a movie in Good. a long time. Well, imagine watching that at 3 a.m. and not knowing right? anything about the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. I, the first time I watched it, I pussed out and muted it. Did you? Because I was like, I don't want to be jumped at. <laughs> you know what? I will admit, I watched <laughs> through the peripheral of my vision because I was just like, I don't need to deal with another <laughs> jump scare right now. <laughs> so uh, viscerally frightening, and he... he Makes his way. I think he leaves the camera in one spot and leaves, and that's when Mark uh, Joseph stands in the doorway briefly. Do you guys catch that? Yeah, it's uh, subtle. That's back at his own house. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's at his own house. You're right. So my mistake. That's cool. He's just looking around though, and And then he makes his way out to the porch because the door is open. And when he gets out there, you just hear death, death. Death. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron freaks out, turns the camera around, the flashlight flashes on a very now very serious looking. He looks like he's been drugged. That's the like, or he's gonna like murder him right now with a knife. Yeah, that too. And he says, "It's coming. Death is coming." And he says, "I love you so much, Aaron." I don't want to die. He starts crying. And he runs. Yeah, because he's like, because he's like, I know, I know. And he's like, I know, you know. And he's like, no. And then he, I know. And he challenges him. He's like, I know what this has all been about. about. Yeah. I talked to Angela, man. And the second he says that, he just bolts. And that, to me, and what limited knowledge I have is when you challenge the reality of Mm -hmm. somebody in that state yeah their their mind kind of something happens breaks yeah and he runs and that's uh it's it's real and he goes downstairs and uh he has to now catch up another tense moment of him catching up with him this was the one part that scared me the most he goes down to the basement and he sees Joseph in the mask Peach already. Fuzz. Like the way the camera yeah. just turns on to this, like, uh. And he's at the end of the hallway and he's got his back against the exit mm-hmm. and he's not talking, refusing, like in Scream when he's in the garage. Or like he's that time nodding that his head. Jared introduced me to his old girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. And Mike decided to just speak, <laughs> speak in nods. Jared's just remembering this now. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you're going to relive that. <laughs> and Aaron vulnerable as he is says what is all why are you doing this and he doesn't answer he's like is it to scare me and he slowly nods yes he's like well i'm terrified right now (laughs) okay and then he starts like rubbing his ass against the like clawing at the back of the door like he's revving himself up almost like like a cat about to pounce and you think the movie's gonna come to a head here we still got like 15 20 minutes left here yeah and even at the moment like even we get out of this and it goes to something else and there's another point where i'm like this is the ending and it wasn't the ending still it has like three different endings and i kind of like them all because it just keeps going the movie decides to keep going after this moment uh so he charges yeah and joseph he works up the nerve and the adrenaline to just say fuck it he charges at joseph camera gets staticky shaky you hear a scream yeah and then it cuts yep and then it cuts the footage of just like where are we and it's a hill it's a dirty hill like in the middle of the woods on an angle, steep angle, like black sheep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Joseph is, it's Joseph, and he's carrying these garbage bags, trash bags, up the hill. Presumably body part. There's enough weight that you would assume that he's 
carrying behind him a chopped up body. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that based on my knowledge me, of Little Shop of Horrors, what inspires me about <laughs> like the... how you jumped in to be like, not that I know. <laughs> <laughs> People talk about the limitations of found footage, but they don't talk about the opportunities it creates. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is, you watch this footage of Joseph taking garbage bags up a hill and digging a grave. You think that's the footage of him burying Aaron's body, but we pan over. And Aaron's shooting the footage of his TV, and apparently he got that footage mailed to him, and he's at home. Joseph sent it to him. There's, I don't know what's in those garbage bags, but it's not Aaron. No. He's just watching. And it's what so, movie can do that? I mean, you can do that in a cinematic narrative, but in a found footage, it just seems like... Uh, yeah. He's like, what am I supposed to lends do Lends itself this? to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he says that uh, he got the, you know, there was a scuffle, mm-hmm. and then... Uh, like, let me catch you up. And yeah. then Joseph ran away again. Yeah. And he had to have his car towed. He never got his keys. Right. So that was that. Oh, so, that's a good detail that we don't, like, you yeah, don't think about. Because, like, yeah, his keys are still his out there. So that was that, and then he says, until a few days later, I got that footage in the mail of him burying garbage bags. Pretty fucking ominous. And I think he's and and uh, he perceives it as like I think this is supposed to scare me. Like, yeah, he, he thinks this is an intimidation move on Joseph's part. Mm-hmm. He says, "I guess that's supposed to be a grave there." And I think the next twenty minutes is just going to be this like a series of scares, mm-hmm. or, like practical scares from of tapes. I'm like, I'm on board for this. Yeah, yeah. it kind of does that. and It kind of doesn't. He um, Aaron pretends like it didn't happen. One of the dumbest. This when he gets dumber yeah a the little last bit, yeah. 15 minutes he says okay we're just gonna pretend that didn't happen hmm that, like nope, that doesn't nope, work nope, that nope, way not gonna take this to the authorities and nope he nope, throws, nope throws the um dvd away yeah, yeah he throws it away and it cuts to aaron later at night and he's in bed and he's terrified he's having crazy dreams he talks to us about a weird hot tub dream he had about peach fuzz and he was wearing a baby wolf mask and he's getting wine poured over his head yeah and he's getting a tubby and, and it's, it's like blood it was at the heart rock i will i will say it, it f- but it was a big hot tub it felt like a dream you know like it's really hard to write dreams residue and 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 without making it seem overly stylized yeah or, or without seeming like okay you're taking all these pieces and putting it together so it sounded it felt like a dream but also i'm like this is pointless cuz we don't get anything they, out of this moment when they describe a dream in a movie like that it's like you you're trying to glean some kind of thematic thing in it and maybe that's what they're going for here but yeah i agree it's just kind of like spinning wheels it's like here. we get it yeah he's haunting you even when he's not there he's we get getting it. in your head yeah. yeah i think i i, I kind of disagree i think that this was a good um a good thing to do because what it does essentially is it sets up these camera face-to-face at nighttime shots without something happening and then the next time that you see it happen it's like oh there's a bang in the now something oh shit yeah Yeah. regardless of how it's it's one of those things that this is a piece that this is a bridge is what essentially what it is it's a we need this to get to this yeah Yeah. you know so that's all that it really is and as you watch it after that i feel like this is kind of like they shot everything at the cabin and then they didn't know what to do. Very possible. They didn't know how to end their movie. Yeah. All of this stuff with Aaron at his house is almost like Duplass got busy with life. 
and said, how are you going to finish this, Patrick Bryce? And Patrick yeah. Bryce says, well, I got some ideas. And he took the camera on his own at his house, and then he invited Duplass every now and then to help him finish the movie. That's, a good That's point. the impressions sure. I'm getting, and I respect just – he was in a corner, and he, maybe, he got out of it. Maybe they were in the, the cabin, and they had a really great ending if, when it was a comedy. <laughs> and yeah. then they were like, well, we can't use that ending anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I love hearing I, the interviews about them, uh, Patrick and Mark – uh, talking about creep and how much fun they had and how like the creative problem solving they had to do uh, particularly in two because there's some kind of stunt work in two that's practical mm. I love it sounds like they have a lot of fun shooting these movies small tiny crew like no crew and it's just it reminds you of the days when you're just with your buddy in eighth grade and you just have a camera and you're it's just like yeah we got nothing around. to do Saturday night let's just and make a movie and make it up as we go along and they're <laughs> making profit off of this it's yeah. people are watching it and talking about it in their podcast yeah <laughs> that's pretty amazing so anyway uh, uh where are we he it, he talks about the dream and yeah. he gets another box at the door the next day and this time it's a video from Joseph uh with a he gets a knife. Yeah, it's a knife and a video. Yeah. And, and he w- puts the video yeah. in. And he says, apologize for the last video. Well, you did drug me. It's like, shut up, you Mark. Don't, <laughs> you don't. Yeah, and you don't see him either. You're watching, we're watching Patrick Bryce, we're watching Aaron watch the screen. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. That, that way he delivers the lines like, well, you did drug me. It's it's like, it, it, it's like a rapist being like, well, you did wear those booty yeah. shorts. It's yeah. like, oh, God. Yeah. Ugh. And he says, uh, I want you to check deeper in the box I gave you. You might find something else in there. And he digs in and he finds a baby wolf doll. This is where the movie tries really hard to connect that wolf talk, all this wolf stuff. And this is where I thought it was going to end. Yeah? This is where I thought that the the whole theme of this movie ah. was going to... I thought he, he says... In the video, he's I like... I love wolves. They're, they're violent. They don't know how to express themselves. They murder the things they love often. And you thought that was the, the crux of the movie, right? No, what I thought was oh. he says, I encourage you to murder this wolf. And I thought he was going to cut open this wolf and it was going to be stuffed with money. Uh-huh. Because, like, he's, you know, earlier we had that conversation about money. And I thought mm-hmm. the ending of this movie was going to be, like, yes, he did all these weird fucked up things, but he's actually, like, kind of a good guy. So it's, it's like kind of Willy like, Wonka. <laughs> almost. It's kind of like, well, like, how do you want to feel about him? He did a really generous, like, I thought that was where they were going with it. Nope. It <laughs> might have. Even might've, that's not the ending. <laughs> might have been one of their endings. Yeah. Might have been. Uh, but he says, embrace your, I want you to embrace your inner wolf. And he tells him to stick the knife in the wolf. And he cuts it in, and in, there's not money. He doesn't, by the way. He does not use the knife. He rips no? it. He just rips it open. Oh, he okay. rips it open. I, I feel like that yeah. was a uh, an interesting choice, mm. uh, you know, on his part, like to not pick up the knife for that. But also, he's holding the knife the whole time. Yeah. So I'm like, well, okay. So how is he going to get framed with this knife? But nope, that's not what we're doing either. No, that's not. You you can't get ahead of this movie. No, you cannot. No. So inside the wolf is a silver heart locket, and it's pictures of them inside, <laughs> and it says J and A forever. <laughs> I, I laugh. Because if you look, the picture of Mark Duplass is like this big. It's it's a small picture, but it's like this super close up of his face, like his smile. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like Aaron just kind of giving like a half smile over his shoulder, like candidly. And then Aaron calls the police. Now, what do you guys think of this? Realistic? You buy it when he calls and they basically yes. say there's nothing we can there do. There isn't anything they can do. What are they going to do? Yeah, because he, he doesn't they give don't them know anything. His real name. Yeah, he doesn't know his address. Yep, the cabin was a what, rental. Do, the cabin was a rental. I do feel like there is some kind of harassment though. You're receiving mail that you don't wish to receive. Like there's, there's something. That. There's 
But also, there should be some kind of if you're renting a cabin, there should be some uh, paper trail, right? Some kind, yeah, right. But hey, yeah, but hey. but at the same time, you'd be surprised at how often because I actually had when I was working at the uh, halfway house and mm-hmm. managing it, mm-hmm. one of the tenants that we had to release due to um, you know him using the house started harassing me with threatening phone calls. Mm-hmm. And I went to the police and reported it and gave them his information. They were like, well, if it escalates, let us know. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, re- they really don't do much about Thanks, that. Thanks, cops. Totally effective. <laughs> um, so there's not much they can do. At night, he's scared. More nightmares. Can you blame him? A noise is heard off screen. And uh, he talks about this time a dream. He's starting to talk about a hot tub with this time retractable spikes. Boom, boom. A uh, noise interrupts him. Calls out nope, to Joseph. Nope, nope, lights, lights, <laughs> yeah, lights. Yeah, yeah, he Logic kicks in. He starts turning on all the lights. And uh, and then you start to think, oh, so the ending of this movie is that he just got into Aaron's head so much that Aaron has now gone crazy. But no, nope, that's ending. still not, not where we're going ending. with it. Not bad. He calls out to Joseph, nothing. Doorway shot. Yeah. Yeah, he moves Aaron out doesn't of frame see this. he's standing right there. Yep. Creepy. Weirdo. What a weirdo. Yeah. And uh, outside, the sequence goes on. He pr- takes it outside to like, it's like 2 a.m. The neighborhood is quiet. And he goes out to like the bushes calling out for Joseph. And With the camera, though. Yeah. That, this is the part where, you know, you start to be like, this yeah, is where found is footage shooting? is like, same thing with Cloverfield, where we're like, why the fuck? Right. <laughs> and he goes to the back and the trash cans are knocked over. So immediately, goddamn raccoons. And he writes it off to that because he's gullible. Mm-hmm. And uh, raccoons banged on my wall. And this simple as that. This is something they I kind of wish they played with more. That's the shot of him sleeping and mm-hmm. getting his hair cut off. That sort of perspective is what I wanted to play with with villain, where you get the the found footage from the killer's camera, but you also get it from the victims. And also, my question: You know, he's got that doorway shot and the shot of him, you yeah. know, getting his hair cut off and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Is Aaron not reviewing this footage? No, no, probably Why not. is Aaron still shooting stuff? Is the yeah. is another yeah. question? Like, he, I'm sure he hasn't gotten the chance to review it, but it's just built compiling it. That's just my little guess. Like, so. Joseph shoots it to say, like, hey, all you got to do is watch it, and you'll see. And he probably doesn't. So we're back to Aaron, and he has a new DVD. And it was left in his window screen, which My was broken video. open. Yep. And it does say final video. And it's uh, Joseph <laughs> basically pleading Aaron to come see him, but not before confronting him about the thrown away locket. He threw away I, the heart I locket. I love this little bit of dialogue he has at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, hey, Aaron. I get this, and he holds up yeah. the DVD of the you throwing out a video of me digging a grave. Yeah, I can accept that. This hurt a little more, and mm. he like holds up the locket, and it's like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> That's something a crazy person would confront you about. Yeah, why don't you go to the Central Park and dig a hole, <laughs> fucking Jerry Seinfeld's friend? Uh, and yeah, so he talks about the locket, and he intimidates him a little bit, but then he like he gets sweet again. That's his his talent. He says he admits that things he had bad thoughts after that, after everything that went down. He tells him he's real and truthful and honest with him for once. Like, this is it. I'm going to lay it out on the line for you. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, I tried acting as a career. That wasn't real enough for me. Uh, doctors think I'm crazy. Some don't. I think that's true to life, too. You're not going to get consistent fucking diagnoses. Uh, burned every bridge, has no friends, pleads to see him one more time because he has no one else in this world. If that doesn't get you, then uh, 
You're probably smarter than Aaron. Yeah, but who, it gets who, him. Who who just keeps getting dumber and dumber? You don't you don't show up to this guy's, mm-hmm. or you call the fucking cops yeah. beforehand and say, "I'm gonna go. I don't know. I don't feel good about my safety. I need someone to Did accompany me." Did a part me. of you guys at all feel like, "Oh, is it a testament to Duplass's performance at all?" At this point, no. At this point, Aaron's the fucking idiot for yeah. going along with any of this stuff. I think. Um I agree with Jer, but like I wouldn't actually act on meeting up with him. Yeah, but I would buy it. Is yeah. what what he's saying about you know? But but my thought would be like you know what that's that's a shame that you have these problems. But dude, mm-hmm. I offered to help you when we met on your patio yeah. at the cabin. I said like I'm here to help. I want to help you out. You know what could let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. And he and then you ran away like to. a freak. And then he ran away. Yeah, and you know. If that's how it's going, fine. I sympathize. I'm sorry you're dealing with that, but you and I are done. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. This episode that we're talking about with Creep here is a lot of it is reading between the lines because a lot of movies hold your hand. This one doesn't. And he says he tried acting, and it's we watched the movie, everything leading up to him saying that, the way he was talking to Aaron, everything. He's he's quite a gifted actor. If he just used it a certain way, <laughs> it's funny you think that though. Because I'm watching this movie and I'm just like, this guy's not a very good actor. Oh no, this Mark Duplass guy. Like, no, that's like that's how I was feeling. Like, huh? I was like, honestly, both of them. I was just like, I'll forgive it because of the nature of this movie. But even Aaron, I was just like, eh, I get, you're also like, improvising a lot of this stuff. So it's just like, I, Aaron's I, sort of that passive improvised tone that I get. But I, I think you're you're dissing Duplass too much. I, I, I just didn't, you I know? didn't like it as much. I didn't. I think, think he it was, is the friend. I mean, he literally is. But no creep without Duplass. Yeah. And, but he he agrees to me at the public lake. He says, "I'm a lonely person. I'm a sad person. I really need a friend." And Aaron, he like turns the camera on himself. He's like, he's really vulnerable, and like, I don't know what to do. At first, he says, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, <laughs> he's too sensitive and nice. You go to the cops, yeah. and you don't show up to the lake. You know who would have killed in this role? If you know who would have killed this movie, uh, Tim and Eric. If Eric was uh, Aaron and Tim was. Uh, fucking joseph oh my god would have been an amazing (laughs) two-hander because eric has that vulnerability that nice guy sort of quality and tim has that like malicious sort of sociopath oh my god (laughs) but anyway um i digress uh uh, aaron buys it he he's gonna go to the lake and when he does arrive he warns us like this is his precaution he says well i'm gonna leave the camera running here i got my phone set to speed dial 911 and he goes to the bench, and that's like his real contingency. And Which is a dumb fucking contingency. Call the cops ahead of time, idiot. He sits there on the bench, and uh, it's the longest, most tense shot of the movie. It's a big landscape. It's a beautiful lakeside area. I really like this area. And you'd think th- there are people. You see cars way in the distance driving. This is mm-hmm. kind of a populated area by the lake. And this is this will piss off everybody. It's so much to the point where I think they had to have the main the antagonist address this error after this happens. He doesn't turn around in the bench the entire time. Before I mean, a couple down, times, yeah. a couple times, but not enough to like. If you're in danger, mortal danger, you're going to turn around more than than he does in this, yeah. and that's what pisses everybody off. Not everybody, but I think a lot of people when you see this ending. Uh, Comes out. Yeah, Joseph comes out with Axe. the mask. 
peach fuzz. He's got the mask, but he he really makes a fucking meal out of it. He's like he's like, oh, I'm putting on my mask yeah. here. I'm gearing up my axe here. It's like taking so long because he wanted to see if he would turn around. Yeah, and then finally. He's, Boom, right to the head. And it's a pretty good uh, practical effect. Axe to the head. Yeah. It's no blood, brutal. but it's it's far away, so yeah. that's forgivable. Yeah, but there, there, there's a still, you should have seen, there's enough of the bench showing that you're like, you should see blood dripping down there if mm. this is if there's any realism to this whatsoever. So Jer's not buying it. But not buying it. I like it. He takes an axe to the head, and uh, he dies. And that's when... Uh, is this the scene where you thought when it panned back to mark duplass is this the scene did you think he was jerking off yes okay oh. i knew what you meant when you said that because i thought so too but he's not no he not at first he's yeah. like he's like he basically explains to the camera he's like i never i didn't know why you didn't turn around or something and then he takes a moment where he's like oh you think and he's I, masturbating i thought in that moment he was like okay. oh come but on <laughs> i i literally here's got mad what, for a second and i was like okay here's what happens not. the footage of aaron dying is paused Turns out we're shooting that as well. And pans over and it's a selfie shot of Joseph in his like little nook privately. And now we get the real Joseph. This isn't nice guy Joseph. This is serious when he's alone. This is how he acts. And mm-hmm. he says, uh, you know, Aaron, like you're one of the f- my favorite victims I've ever had. I love you because you were so trusting of me. You were so vulnerable. And you never thought to turn around on that bench. That's why I will always love you. That's why you're always be my favorite of all of them. And then he, we see his collection of all the tapes that he has of all like hundreds of previous victims. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to a little bit later and he gets a call and he's talking to it's a one sided conversation of somebody applying for a videographer position. And it, or the cycle continues. Creep. The end. Boom. That's some heavy rock music. Yeah. Some like alternative rock music. Uh, so My question that I had earlier that I said I'll save to the end. Mm-hmm. Is are these just ask the question? <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to, phrase it. to wrap this up. Are these people, all these previous victims, people that refused to be his friend? Like, what if you went along with it and were like, yeah, let's be great. Watch friends. creep too. OK, <laughs> that's my answer. answer questions that you have. All right. Yeah. Watch two and then we'll talk. OK, next year for Halloween month <laughs> or, or before, because this isn't Halloween yet. But uh, sorry, that was a, was a. I didn't like the way I answered that to you, Mike. But I think they developed that a little more into. So oh, that's yeah. that's you're good. That's like, what watch, I took from just it. Just watch Creep Two. No. no, no, no. That I I didn't take it that okay. way at all. You're yeah, good. Um, it's good. Uh, all right, cool. And so is this. I love this movie. This Thank you good. guys for this letting is me at, yeah bask in this movie for as long. It's as It's a good we one. Did. Yeah, Dan. This was a, a Dan suggestion and. Uh, as far as movies with running time, this is a, a full 77 minutes that feels longer, but in the best way possible. Yeah, it doesn't like feel such, over long. It's amazing that this movie is so short, considering how long and tense some of those moments are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I don't think there's any other... I have a list here why I love this movie. I think I already went over all of them. But what I'll say is this this has something to say about emotionally vulnerable people and how easily they can be preyed upon if you reciprocate for a while. And I don't think I've seen many other movies executed quite as nuanced as well as this one. So... I don't know. And uh, yeah, so, he, he's uh, just a, he's just a creep. Uh, 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 Hello, my name is Peach Fuzz. <laughs> I look like I'm gonna hurt you, but I won't. Something like that. Uh, is this? Um, <laughs> we're, All right, we're anyway. just falling apart. Here. Is this for <laughs> Halloween? Yes. Yeah. 
This no, episode, this one, this you're right. Not. This is just a one-off. No, like, we're in pre-Halloween. This, yeah, we're, we've we've got this weird like lead up to Halloween where we're like watching these some horror movie like Cloverfield. <laughs> Semi, they're not really horror. Like, I wouldn't darkness. go so far as to call this a horror movie. It's just a suspense. I like I just no. call it no because I think for horror there just has to be a certain number of psychological and, thriller. All right, yeah, yeah we'll call definitely it psychological thriller and a true two-hander, which is hard to find. And that is Creep from 2014, directed by one of the two people in this movie, Patrick Bryce. Yeah. The other being Mark Duplass. And then, of course, you do hear a woman's voice, but... That's Katie Asselton, Mark Duplass's wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so they are married. They're not Yeah, married. yeah. Well, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it should end on a joke, but I don't have one, so <laughs> fuck you. That's a joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jer. Jer's trying to help me out here. <laughs> I got nothing left. I don't me. either. No gas in the tank, but Creep has plenty Honestly, left in the nothing, tank. You can't really spin the Creep to being a funny ending, but anyway, that is Creep from. You know, I could have used some more Duplass zooms in this. You need you need more of those <laughs> quick zooms. Yeah. What are Duplass zooms? You would see Jeff who lives at home or Baghead or or any of the old Duplass indies. Mm-mm. They they go crazy with those zoom lenses. What's his wife's name? Katie Asselton from the league. Who is uh uh what's his name? Uh, Rancisi's uh, oh, wife on the show. Her? Yeah yeah yeah. Oh okay. This show's called Mike catches up with cast members <laughs> on shows. <laughs> that is Creep from 2014, directed by Patrick Bryce. And you can follow us on Twitter at 90 under 90. You can email us 90 under 90 at gmail.com And uh, that is it for this week. We will be returning next week, and until we do, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. I'm Mike Clapoff. That is a wrap.